You're listening to the Brew Time Podcast. I'm Fiona, your marketing mentor for your vegan and sustainable business. Join me today for a virtual brew where I'm going to be talking about five bits of data you can easily track and how you can use them in your business to create better content. So you're going to come away from this episode knowing what you need to do to create that more amazing content and get new clients. And today's virtual brew is sponsored by The Happy Tea Company. This is a sustainable tea company that grows their products right here in the beautiful Worcestershire countryside. So grab a brew and let's talk about five bits of data that you can easily track. I know that Google Analytics isn't the most exciting topic to be talking about, but when you look at your data, you get the answers to your questions and you know what you need to do next for creating content. Also, if you're not looking at your data, you can't create a content strategy. And if you don't have a content strategy, you're kind of just hoping for the best when it comes to um, whatever it is you're doing with your content, whatever goal you're trying to reach, whatever you're trying to achieve in your business. Now, for all of the work that I do, data is like pretty much central to it. It's the answers to all the questions I have and it informs things that are happening and it helps me know if my tests are working or if they're not. Now, before we get into the five bits of data that you can easily track, I wanted to have a quick mention about Google Analytics 4 because Google Analytics 4 is going to be replacing Universal Analytics, which if you've popped onto um, your Google Analytics to check them, you're probably looking at the Universal Analytics dashboard. Now, Google's updating all of this and it's going to be, they're going to transfer everyone over in July 2023. Now you might think, oh great, cool, I've got like well over a year to um, to, to do this, to do to, to put everything on Google Analytics for, but that's not actually the case. You are, you need to really have it all sorted by July this year. So I'm going to do an episode specifically on Google Analytics for, there's some bits I still need to get my head around, so I'm by no means an expert on it, but I do think it's important to just flag it up. So, let's chat about, now I've got Google, I've got Google Analytics 4 out of the way, let's chat about five bits of data you can easily track. And this is you can easily track from Google Analytics. There's other data you can track from other platforms. Um, and there's reasons for doing that as well, to dig into stuff. But these are five things that um, you should really be tracking. So the first one is acquisition, which is a fancy pants word for saying how people get to your site. Are they getting there through organic search? Are they coming to you directly? Or are they coming through one of your social media channels? Now, the reason you want to be looking at how they get to you is so that you can focus your efforts on the right spaces. So let's say, for example, you are shoving loads of effort into Facebook, but actually, when you go and look at your analytics, it's, they're not coming from there, they're coming from they're coming through the search engine, they're coming through Instagram or Pinterest or somewhere else. So while you're spending all that time trying to get your Facebook page working and you're trying to get your Facebook group working, it seems like a good idea, you could actually be wasting your time. And looking at where people come to is come from to your site is kind of part of the story. You've got to you can't take that in just it's just in itself. 
there's also other things you need to look at as well. So one of the cool things about Google Analytics is you can set up goals on there. You can set up dashboards and reports and stuff so it does all the hard work for you. But goals are pretty cool because you can, for example, track someone's journey. So they might come to you through Instagram and then you can see how many people are downloading a lead magnet or signing up to your mailing list or buying a product from you, especially if you've got e-commerce on your website. So you can set those goals up so you can see where your money, where your sales is coming from in terms of um, where people are coming to your website from. Now, if you're running a service-based business, this is a little different because you will need to have conversations with people. And people are, are pretty cool about saying, oh, well, I saw this post here and I was really interested in it. And so it attracted me to what you're doing and I felt like I needed to get in contact with you. So there's a whole whole lot of stuff going on there. That, but you can generally see if you've got your goals set up. You don't need to set up your goals. But if you do, it's a really good idea to. You can you can track where the money's coming from. So while you should be tracking acquisition, you've got to do it in a sort of a bigger scope of, of what else is happening. The next bit of data you can easily track is your landing pages. So on your analytics, if you go to behavior, you'll be able to see that on one of the drop-down menus, there's content and then landing pages. Now, the reason you want to check your landing pages is because if you've got people coming through on search, then you want to see which pages they're hitting on. First of all, this helps you see what pieces of content on your website is attracting people through from Google, DuckDuckGo, Ecosia, anywhere else. You can see how they are getting to your website and what they're landing on first. It shows you, um, you know, what the entry points are so that you can maybe plug some holes there. So if you know everyone's going to a particular page first, and generally it's your homepage, but if it's not, it might be a piece of blog content that's performing incredibly well, then you need to look at whether great people are, are landing on there, but are they reading it? And are you encouraging them to do something else to take that next step? You might have, I don't know, say a thousand people hits a blog, but you find out that only one or two are signing up to your newsletter. What else can you do on that piece of content to make it work a bit harder for you? So it kind of leads me on to the next thing that you can track easily, and that's the time on site. So while you're looking at um, the user report, the acquisition report, the behavior report, you can see how long people are spending on your website. So what you might find is you've got loads of people hitting a blog, but actually they're only spending a couple of seconds on average on the site, which means they're like they're not interested in what's on that page. That tells you, go back and look at that blog, improve it and try to get people to stay on the page and move to other pages. But it also tells you um, what content may not be a landing page, it may be a different, they may be further in on their, their journey in your website, but actually this, this page is doing really well, people are sitting there and reading it and really looking at it and you can go right so this piece of content I know they're interested in are they taking action is it easy for them to take action there's another little tip here actually there's um oh let me see if I can remember its name there's a little thing because you can get stuff like crazy egg and 
pot jar uh, and they they do cost money and what it is is like it's a heat map and it's um it shows you how people are interacting with your page it shows you how much they are um scrolling down and what they're clicking on but they for them to work they cost money but microsoft has a heat map called clarity and you put a little code on your website and then you can see how far down people are going whether they're clicking on things and it's really interesting so like for for my site people were clicking on stuff where there wasn't a button and where it looked like there should be one there should be something that goes somewhere so i could fix that so that was that was easy to do and it really helps you understand how long people are spending on the page and where they're going after the page it's not perfect but it's really cool and gives you some really good data. So the fourth thing you can easily track is the bounce rate. Now, if you're not sure what the bounce rate is, the bounce rate is when people land on your site, so they're going back to point two, those landing pages, and then they read that landing page and then they click off your site again. Now, if you've got a really high bounce rate, it means people really aren't interested in going beyond one page of your website and what you want them to do is is to sit and spend longer on your site and to spend more time reading the pages and to really get in there and for the, the main reason that you want them want them to get to know you and what it is you're sell what you're selling so look at the bounce rate on there and there's things you can do to lower your bounce rate and it may well be that it's asking them to go look at other content. You may take them on a little journey through through pages that they've got to go on. And there's ways you can encourage them to go into different parts of your website. But they really need to be interested in who you are and what you do. They need to be your ideal audience. So if your content isn't attracting your ideal audience, you'll see that your bounce rate will increase. But if it is, people will click and find out more about you, about what you're interested in. And so this is why it's important to check the, this, this piece of data and how it can help you because it can help you see where you need to improve content and it can see, help you look at it in an analytical way to say what might it be on this page about this piece of content that's making people disappear. Now in your bounce rate you are going to get a level of spam attacks. So this is where you'll have loads of people, loads of people hitting a page. They're there for like zero seconds or one second, and the bounce rate will be a hundred percent. I just ignore those because that's just it's it's botty, spammy behaviour stuff. And then the final thing you can be tracking on Google Analytics. So I'm hoping I'm making this slightly interesting because I know it's not the most interesting one for people is you can look at your overall content, what is popular content. This is different to landing pages because this looks at your content, not just what people land on, but what they're looking, and it aggregates all the data from what they're looking for across the site. And it's sometimes really interesting to see if this is different to the landing pages, and there, there probably will be some difference. So if you've got this popular content, again, you can go back how much of this content is helping to convert people how much is helping them to take a little bit of a little bit of commitment and an extra step to being involved in my business and go and have a look at that content and see what you can do to improve it and to make it better 
at the same time, you can also scroll to the very bottom of that list and that gives you a list of content that isn't performing particularly well at all. And you can do stuff with that. You can sit and see if you can edit it or improve it or is it even relevant to, to what you do anymore? So the kind of blogs I was writing, say, three years, three, four years ago, are not the kind of blogs that are relevant to where my business is right now. Because your business changes, your brand changes, you change, your plans change, everything can change. So if you don't need that content on there anymore, take it off because it's just not it's just not needed. But the you can track these these five bits of content, so your acquisition, how people find you, your landing pages, how, what they come to first, how long they're spending on your site, whether they're sticking around and what they're looking at. You can track all this important data, but it might not be right for you and for your business. The most important data you can track is what leads you to your goals. So if you're looking at increasing your sales, you want to also be looking at, well, do the people from Instagram, when they land on this page and download this um, lead magnet, do they then go on to buy this thing? Because you could get them downloading it, but if they're not buying it, again, it's not the best use of your time and you probably don't need some of those people on your email list because they're not going to buy from you. So it's about thinking it about what data you track in that way. Start not with what you can track, start with your goal and the steps you want people to take to get there. Are they taking it? And if not, what can you do to nudge them in that direction? And remember, if you are going to go and track your data after listening to this, it's great, but only if you do something with the information you have. So if you're tracking data once a month and you're looking at it going, yeah, nice numbers on a spreadsheet looks awesome maybe i've made a pretty graph with it i don't know um but then you're not actually taking action from it it's just a very dull waste of time um you need to be really taking put when you do your analytics and i look at them once a month and then you go right so this has worked this hasn't worked here's a bunch of actions we can take and it's the doing the actions that makes the difference. So just looking at your analytics and going, ah, oh, my pretty graph is heading in the right direction. Great, but it's kind of, you might as well just not bothered really. Um, so make sure you, you make a, a list of actions every time you look at it and go and set dates to it and actually do it. Because that really is the key to getting better content in your business that you know will help lead to sales. Now, if you do need help with any of this, I run, I have an SEO package which can help you, which looks at all your Google Analytics. But more than that, I have the Pimp My Content program and it uses my Pimp method um, to help you really focus in on what you need to do to create better content. So I'll stick a link to the to that in the show notes so you can go check that out if you want to and i will see you all next week thank you for listening